Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks. Sitting next to me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there. Today we're uh, we're going to deviate from the norm. Normally, Jonathan and I meet to talk about what we're going to do for our podcasting before we sit down at the microphone. But um, this time, someone else threw us a threw us a suggestion, and we thought we'd uh, answer the question. Yeah, uh, listener Jake Suffian wrote in and asked a question that we thought was a good one, so we decided to tackle it. And uh, he wrote. I'm always wary about leaving too many applications open at a time. I've heard that it's better to close them than to keep and to keep the speed of my computer up. But if I do keep them open, is this at all bad, bad in quotations, for the computer in the long run? So we thought we'd hit this because a lot of people are curious, you know, what is it that makes their computers slow? Uh, you know, a lot of people do have a lot of applications open at a time. Uh, at CES during the keynote, one of the executives from, from Microsoft said that while designing Windows 7, um, they did it with uh, one with one particular thing in mind, which is that the average user has between 5 and 15 Windows open at a time. And is that Windows or applications? That would be Windows. So you might have two different, say, Internet Explorer windows open at a time and multiple tabs within each window. So it might be – it's five to 15 instances of applications, I guess you could say. Okay. But you figure that's an average. That means there are outliers. So there are people who have a lot more applications open than that, and there are people who may only do one at a time. Um, So is this bad for your computer? Do you want to give the short answer? No. There you go. So for those of you who want to listen in on the rest of it, let's, uh, let's take a little <laughs> journey here. Um, so yeah, the, the, the short answer is that having lots of applications open is not really bad for your computer. Not, not on its own. Now there are complications that can arise and things that can make your computer, uh, run more slowly, but it's not going to hurt your computer. Not permanently anyway. So part of the reason of that, is that you know you you may run a lot of uh, applications. You notice that your memory usage is starting to suffer because of it. It's it's using a lot of your computer's memory. Each application you open requires computer memory to run. And you may not necessarily sorry to interrupt. You no, may go not ahead. Necessarily uh, look to see. I mean, you may not be needing to to hit Control Alt Delete and check exactly how much uh, you know the processes tab and see how much memory each application is using. You could tell us sort of intuitively because you'll be able to notice that the other applications are running much more slowly. Right. And you're going to go, okay, something's up. And some applications are more guilty of hogging memory than others. For example, antivirus software, is uh, that's a huge drain on memory. Now, it's also something that we recommend you use because viruses will cause way more harm to your computer than running a lot of applications at once. But while you run antivirus software, keep in mind that's going to, Require a lot of your computer's resources, uh, and don't don't use more than one, <laughs> because if you do, that's going to double that demand on your computer's resources. And multiple versions of or different versions of the same kind of software, like antivirus software or even anti-spyware software, uh, they don't always play well with each other. No. Yeah, they can cause your computer to crash. They can they can just cause everything to to freeze over and over. Um, it's good to pick. A you know a a good antivirus, a good anti spyware 
software package and stick with it. Don't sit there and think, hey, more is better, because it's not. There are, um, there are a lot of things that affect your computer's memory. Obviously, the physical amount of RAM you have yep. uh, in there. And there are other things, too. I mean, you can max out the, the RAM that goes inside your computer. But, um, you know, you have other things going on. You have your processor's clock speed. Uh, your your computer may be trying to handle things that, that simply weren't designed for it. For example, I have an older um, PC that I use at home simply for a server uh, purposes and to run the occasional uh, application that only runs on Windows. Well, you know, if I have a 500 megahertz uh, Pentium 4 processor and I'm trying to run the latest gaming software on it, that's going to, you know, it may barely run, but yeah. it's going to take a lot more performance out of the machine because it's going to it's going to max out everything that's running on there. So I may have the RAM maxed out and I may have the processor, you know, using as many cycles as it can handle, but right. it's it's going to run slowly and it's going to appear, you know, to uh to really have problems with it. Yeah, it kind of chugs and little fits and starts if you if you don't have the uh the right kind of processor if it's not powerful enough. Um, that's a good point that to bring up, too, with processors. You might think, hey, if I've got a lot of applications opening, my processor's running a lot more frequently, is that going to burn my processor out? Well, the nice thing about microprocessors is that when the, the manufacturers make these, they, they put in a limit on how fast that processor can go. Uh, so when you hear about your processor's speed, that's kind of an artificial speed. It's one that they've instituted, uh, they being the, the manufacturers, so that when you run these programs, it runs at a speed that it's capable of running at for prolonged periods of time without overheating and just breaking down. So as long as your computer's ventilation system or cooling system is working properly, you should be all right. Now, if you're one of those hardcore gamers who likes to overclock a CPU, and by overclock we mean you break through those limits. You allow the CPU to process at its actual maximum processing speed as opposed to the one that was the limit that was placed on it. Uh, then you run into the chance of overheating your computer or, or at least overheating your microprocessor and that can cause hardware failures or crashes, instability, that kind of thing. Um, but if you're, if you're, if you haven't overclocked your CPU, it should be pretty much taking care of making sure that it's not going to melt down or anything on its own. If you're uh something else that I uh just thought about, if you are um if you're running a, a PC or well actually any kind of computer and you are concerned about the amount of processing power you're using or whether or not you're maxing out your memory and slowing your computer down, um consider other things that might be affecting it. Like do you have a large desktop picture on oh, your yeah. desktop? Yeah. Um, are you using any kind of customization software for your icons or your cursor or anything like that? I mean, those things are just little things that you might have installed and you think, oh, well, you know, it's just my cursor. Well, your computer's trying to render that, you know, fancy uh, customization software. And that, that kind of thing, those are little things that you can cut back on if you are worried about whether or not your computer is being overtaxed um, and that might help you, you know, cut back on some of the processor, excess processor cycles too. Right, right. Yeah. I and mean, there's little stuff. Yeah. And in the same vein, if you put a lot of, um, of programs on your, on your desktop or, or files or whatever so that you can access them from your desktop, 
Uh, each time you do that, that's another file that your computer has to be able to process and and handle every time you boot up your computer. So if you're one of those people who has a desktop that just is covered with, with files and you're wondering why your computer is taking so long to boot up, that may be a contributing factor. So uh, for those of us who like to keep an uncluttered desktop, um, we actually have faster boot times in general. Uh, assuming nothing else is wrong with our computers, of course. <laughs> and, um, you know, anything else that you might have installed in the background, anything you, if you're a Windows user, you might see this stuff in the system tray. Um, you know, some of this stuff you, you open and it loads and you think, well, I don't have it running because you don't see it in the, uh, in the taskbar. Well, you know, some of that stuff is still running in the background. And, uh, as I said before, if you hit, uh, control, delete, you can look and see what those other processes are. And you yeah. might be surprised. Uh, how much stuff is actually technically running on your computer, even though it doesn't appear, uh, you know, in that in that bar. Right. Yeah, and that that can definitely uh, affect your computer's performance as well. And we should also mention that there are certain programs, particularly web browsers, that have had problems traditionally with memory leaks. And by that, what we mean is, let's say you have an older version of Firefox, so Firefox two or older and you open up several tabs in Firefox. Each tab you're opening is putting another um, kind of a drain on your computer's memory. Mm -hmm. And if you have a lot of those tabs open, it puts more of a drain. Well, with Firefox, one of the problems was that even when you closed out individual tabs, so let's say you've got 20 tabs open in your browser, and you start to close them out, the leak would still be there. The the drain on your computer's uh, memory would still be there. So even though you'd be quitting out of all these individual tabs, as a whole, the browser is still putting a big demand on your computer. Mm-hmm. So uh, the later browsers have pretty much kind of worked this out, so it doesn't do that quite so dramatically as it used to. But that's another thing to keep in mind. Like The only way you could really uh, take care of that Firefox problem was to quit out of your browser completely and then open it again, and then that would pretty much reset the memory usage. But yeah, it'd be odd because you're like, I only have one tab open, and it's not even on a... A flash-based site. There's nothing that it should be. You know, it shouldn't be pulling this much memory. And then yet you would look in your in your task manager, and there it was. So um, fortunately, like I said, a lot of the later ones have addressed this problem. But that's another possible issue if your computer is going very slowly. Yeah, but to uh, to go back to the question at hand, it um, it doesn't really hurt your computer to have all this stuff running. It's just slowing you down. And of course, uh, you know, if you overtax your computer and you've got a big project open and you haven't saved it in a while and something crashes, well, you know, you may regret having all that extra stuff open. Yeah. So there are reasons to kind of limit the number of applications you have open. Mainly, uh, the more you have, the more Windows has to, assuming you're using a PC, the, you know, any operating system has to do this, but most people tend to use Windows. So the more applications you have open, the more Windows has to make sure that everything's playing nicely with each other. And not all programs do that because, you know, it's it's hard to plan for every contingency. So sometimes programs just don't work very well when other programs are running at the same time. So every time you're opening up an application, you need to remember, okay, well, there's the chance that this could cause my system to crash. Uh you know, it's not a big chance. It's not huge, but it does. It is a, a possibility. And uh, before we finish, I guess we should also quickly talk about the registry file, the oh, Windows yeah. registry. The registry. So, you may have seen errors that were registry errors. You might wonder what that is. Well, 
the registry file is like a database. It is Windows' way of keeping track of what applications and settings there are on your computer at any particular time. So every time you add a program or application to your computer, uh, it creates an entry in your registry file. Every time you uninstall, if you uninstall properly, then it removes the entry. But there are problems arise when you do things like, let's say you just delete a file. You don't uninstall the program, but you just, you know, go to the folder and you delete it manually. Right. It may not be reflected in your registry file. And then when Windows starts loading things up and it starts looking for this program that no longer is there, but it, it, according to the registry, it should be there. That's where you start having registry errors. So a lot of this is preventable. I mean, you just, you just have to make sure that you are installing and removing applications in ways that Windows is aware of what you're doing. So you're either uninstalling or you're going to the add remove programs in your, in your Windows manager. And, uh, that's the best way to take care of these issues. And, uh, of course, the other big point I guess I should make is be smart when you're on the web. Oh yeah. Because malware, like viruses, trojans, spyware, that kind of stuff, that can slow your computer down as well. Um, and you're certainly not going to see that in your taskbar. No, no. Not if they know what they're doing. <laughs> Virus? What yeah. is that? Little skull with crosses on the eyes. I wonder if that's bad. Um, so, yeah, just be careful where you go on the web um, because that, you know, you could easily download some malware and that could seriously slow down your computer. But as for the, the applications... Uh, you know, go to town, have fun. Uh, just remember, it can make your computer unstable, but it does not actually hurt your machine. At least not in the long run. No, not in the long run. You can pretty much anything you do, as long as it's not like malware, uh, it's not going to cause your computer irreparable harm. You may get to a point where everything's so frozen that you have to go to an earlier backup. So this is a good time to remind you to back up your system. But uh, you're never going to get to a point where... That is what's going to cause your computer to melt down. At least not as far as I know. There may be something out there where some, oh, wow, I had the perfect storm and now the inside of my computer is goo. <laughs> but, uh, it would be news to me. Your mileage may vary. Some restrictions apply. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I think that's, uh, pretty much wraps our discussion up. Thank you very much, Jake, for, for writing in. And, uh, everyone out there, I mean, if you have questions, please feel free. Uh, podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. We are happy to answer your questions. We love getting that mail, um, especially when it's complimentary. <laughs> and, and for those of you who are wondering, I do blush. So thank you very much. And if you want to learn more about all things computer and tech related, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And we'll talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?